Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Look, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. But things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. Six episodes. It's pretty good and consistent. Good for us. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing good. We're we're killing it. Um, what'd you do this weekend? This weekend, um, spent some time with family. Spent some time with friends yesterday. Yesterday was Saturday, so college football's back. Yes. Hanging out with friends, um, and then today I'll be seeing my dad. So more time with the fam. That's pretty much it. What about you? Uh, got tatted on Friday. So that's always really, yeah. Got like a, I don't know. I'm getting close to the sleeve, you know, like, like a rookie sleeve, not a real sleeve, but like a rookie (laughs) sleeve. So I got like (laughs) this done. Like, I don't know if you can see it, but just like shoulder. That one right there. Nice. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, then yesterday just pretty much watched football all day which was cool it's i'm back. happy it's back i used to be a summer boy but now i'm a fall boy oh i love fall i'm like love fall it's fan. like all misty and like foggy out right now and i'm loving it that's how i feel too i was like i'm loving this overcast right now yeah it's sick <laughs> <laughs> well, cool i'll let you uh pop off the topic because i already kind of forgot what it was <laughs> Perfect. Um, So today we're going to be talking about um, all the different labels when it comes to the world of sobriety. Um, We have things like, you know, the typical ones that get tossed around like alcoholic, sober, sober curious. There's new things now where people just say, you know, they're alcohol free, they're sober-ish, they're Cali sober. So we're going to kind of go into our thoughts on that. And then We'll also talk about um, what our definitions of sobriety are, because with everyone, it's a little bit different. Um, And I feel like that'll give us an opportunity to kind of talk about um, some other things that are often brought up, which is THC, CBD, nicotine, um, and the one that I always get the most questions about, which is caffeine. Um, So yeah, talk about all that good stuff. (laughs) Cool. Um, you want to go first or you want to go second? Um, well, I guess we can maybe just start off with our definitions of sobriety. Um, I, I'll go first and then I'll let you go and then we'll kind of take it from there. Cool. Um, but I've definitely gotten this question on TikTok in my Instagram DMs where people are asking me, like, what is my specific um, thought process when it comes to this? And for me... Um, I'm very, very strict about the no alcohol aspect of my sobriety and by defining myself as sober, but I'm pretty lax on everything else. Um, I don't completely abstain from THC. Um, It's just something that I don't gravitate towards naturally. So it's something that I don't um, participate in that often, Um, but I definitely don't abstain from it completely. So I um, I've always been honest with my audience when it comes to that. Um, 
but yeah, I don't, I know you've been um, dabbling in the CBD world. I don't, I know zero about that. So maybe when you talk about yours, um, we can go into that a little bit more, but um, then when it comes to the nicotine thing, I don't like, when I say the umbrella term sober, I, I don't usually, I'm like just thinking alcohol for some reason. Um, that's just the way that I see it. When it comes to nicotine though, like I did struggle with that in the past. It was something that I felt like I did have a bit of an addiction to, and I hated it. I hated that I was in that situation. Um, recently, I've been like cutting way, way back on my nicotine intake. I mean, like been like four weeks without it now. So that's good. But I don't know, like, I feel like the more um, nicotine is something that I can't count days with. For some reason, I can do it with alcohol, but I can't do it with the nicotine. I kind of just have to like, like, I don't have a date or anything like that. I just know that I'm like roughly around that area. Um, because I just hated the way that it made me feel like, I just felt so gross and um yeah but then caffeine I don't know what it is about caffeine but it pisses a lot of people off yeah I mean I guess it's a drug like they call it a drug yeah. so but I mean I have my thoughts on it but yeah I yeah it's just like I don't know when when people like I was getting there was this one comment that I got that was like well you're account is that one sober friend. And I was like, yeah, when I was making that username, I was not thinking about caffeine <laughs> that did not even like come to the surface of my brain at all. Yeah. And we didn't make these accounts thinking that they would be anything more than a hundred followers either. So like the, the thought process was this is pretty, true. was pretty simple early on. Um, yeah. Caffeine's a, personally, I don't, consider that but yeah I, I know some people do I guess like my definition of sobriety is and I think it's so personal to everybody like because it's really like what you're I feel like sobriety is kind of like what I had an issue with or what I had a problem with right like refraining from that because I have a friend that um he goes to SA um so he had like a sex addiction and he'll tell me like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm nine months sober, but he drinks and he, you know, nothing crazy. But when he says I'm nine months sober, it's like an understanding between me and him that he's talking about like okay. certain sexual acts. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think sobriety is like such a personal thing that I think it's like like everything in life, right? I mean, it's tough to just throw these labels on everything and just be like, that's it. Um, I think it is like kind of an intimate, personal thing to to each person. Now, I guess you could be like, oh, you're not sober because you do this drug. And like, that's when that's you're looking at it. That's the that I get. When you're looking black and white, like, okay, maybe you're true. Maybe you're right. However, I don't know. I'm just like not out here trying to find controversy in anything. <laughs> like right. if someone wants to say they're sober because they because they refrain from sex, then like I'm so happy that you're refraining from something that made you feel shitty. Like I don't necessarily want to be like, you're not sober because you drink on the weekends. Like 
like whatever it is to you, then that's like awesome. For me, um, sober to me means literally refraining from alcohol. To me, that's what it means to me. Um, you know, I'll, I have smoked THC like in the last year. Got to be careful with it. it. Gives me a little panic sometimes. Um, definitely like a scary anxiety inducing. Exactly. Like to me, THC is pretty anxiety inducing. Um, so I just tread lightly with that. Um, definitely don't do like really any other drugs besides caffeine, I guess. And like, but I'm open to like psychedelics because I know psychedelics help a lot of people get sober and like mm-hmm. use, use psychedelics to, to really heal like traumas and stuff. I think it's, to me, it's interesting because it's like, um, it's not a drug that people really have like bad. It doesn't like ruin their life really, you know, like maybe like acid or something, a bad batch of acid, but like, seems like people that do like ayahuasca and stuff just really have these amazing experiences that change their life forever. And, and, you know, it scares me in all honesty, but I'm open to the idea of it. Um, and if I did that and I refrained from alcohol, I still think I would consider myself sober. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? Like I think in my opinion, it's just like, let someone define sobriety as long as they're removing the thing that caused harm in their life. Like it's not really my business to get offended on what someone else calls sobriety in my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So that's why I was so, um, when I got those first couple comments, I was kind of shocked because I was like, wait a minute, why is this random stranger that I literally don't even know? Okay. This person is telling me that I'm not really sober because I drink Starbucks. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. That's just, I mean, some people are just looking for controversy. Like uh, that really has to be it. Um, now, what what I think is like another interesting, like now that we've kind of defined like sobriety, what I think is most interesting about this topic is like alcohol, words like alcoholic, words like, um, yeah, I guess like that, because that's a word that I don't use, but it's mm-hmm. probably the most common when someone says like, oh, if I tell them I'm sober, one of the first questions would be like, Oh, like, that's really cool. Do you mind if I ask, like, were you an alcoholic? Like, that's kind of the first question that I get. Um, I don't know if you get that as well, but I, I always kind of like reframe that in the sense of saying something along the lines of, I don't like to use the word alcoholic because no one really knows what that means. Like most people picture alcoholic as someone without a job that's homeless, that drinks from the time they wake up till the time they fall asleep Mm -hmm. while others define alcoholism, like in AA, you know, just drinking a bottle of wine every night. So it's, it's kind of like a, a weird ground where like no one knows what it means. And so I always say like, I just, I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol where I felt that we just didn't have a good relationship going where, yeah, it it harmed me. It didn't make me feel like I was my best self, all of that. So like, I really don't care for the word alcoholic too much. Plus it just sounds like even saying it sounds harsh. 
Like if I asked you, yeah. like, are you an alcoholic? And you said, yes, then like my mind, even though I'm in the sobriety world would just go be like, boom, like I would, I would look at you a certain way. Yeah. And I think that's the case for so many people. And that's something that I try to talk about pretty frequently on my page is the re me saying that I don't identify as an alcoholic. That is no, I'm not trying to diss anyone that does identify as an alcoholic, which I feel like sometimes is like how people are interpreting it. That's not my intention. My intention is I specifically want, you know, people in like their twenties or people even in their teens to understand that if they don't want to participate, participate in the consumption of alcohol going forward, they don't need to put that label on themselves because I think like that fact in itself is what is probably deterring people from living a sober life is because they don't want to have to then call themselves an alcoholic whenever they talk about this. They're, it's almost like, well, I don't want to do that. So I guess I'm going to keep drinking. And I want to be like, no, no, no. If you don't want to keep drinking, dude, by all means, like, don't, you don't, you don't have to take on that label if you don't want to. It and does feel intense, right? Like it's, very it's either I'm, I'm sober and I'm an alcoholic or I, I drink. Yeah. Like, I don't like that. It seems very intense. Was it you that shared the other day like that? Gen Z is drinking 20% less than millennials just by like, no, by I don't pure... think that was me, but I, I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah. Like they were saying, I have some of my like drinking friends are starting to send me, you know, just articles and stuff where they're, I mean, a lot of my drinking friends, I'm 30 there. I'm about to be 30. So my friends are growing up, you know, we have mm -hmm. access to the internet, which, you know, generations before us didn't exactly grow up learning all the time consistently like being fed information and stuff I think people are are even the the drinkers are getting to the point where they're like wow this is really really bad for me I mean Andrew Huberman just released that podcast did you see that one uh no. it's kind of so it's interesting because it's it's actually not floating around the sobriety community necessarily it's floating around the the general population Andrew oh. Huberman is this really uh, famous neuroscientist and he just does a lot of stuff on brain and how you feel your best. He did an episode on, on drinking alcohol last week and it's going like, I'm seeing it everywhere and not from. So okay. I need to listen like right after we get off. this call. Yeah. It's super like nerdy in the sense of like, he's using all the brain, like, Oh, words I, love I, don't it. Know. I love it. Um, but I mean, he really opened some eyes in that because people were listening to it. And he was pretty much saying like, if you have four drinks a week and you do that consistently, your dopamine levels are like lower. It's harder for you to manage stress. Like he pretty much painted, it's a two and a half hour podcast of him painting the picture of like, Hey, you may think you're like a casual drinker, but like me, the neuroscientist, I don't touch that stuff because I know what it does to your, your brain and how you handle stress and how anxiety affects you. And, and all of this, like he really just is like, this is like, you should not drink, like drinking is bad for you. And mm -hmm. I think it's really opening eyes in the, the general population, like of just like, holy shit, like this may be worse than, than we thought.
And that's exactly why it, it, it still blows my mind that we were the ones making the radical decision to completely cut alcohol out of our lives. It's not, it's not the other way around. And that, and that confuses me because I'm like, wait, 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 this thing is so bad for us in any, people don't like to hear this, but in any amount, whatever the dosage is, it's proven that it's not good for us. It's having some type of negative effect on you, whether that's physical, whether that's mental, whatever. So why is it that we're the ones that are looked at like, I'm like turning my head for the listeners. Like, why are, why are we, why are people looking at us like, oh, whoa, that's such a radical decision to make when it's like, no, the, the substance itself is the bad part. I'm not me, the person, why, why am I looked at as like, oh, you're the thing that's wrong in this equation. And it's like, well, why can't we put more responsibility on the substance itself? I would say this too, though. I think that we are lucky to have had an issue with alcohol that affected our life. And that that's kind of a weird thing to say, but I think unless you have an issue where you really are like noticing like, Oh my gosh, my life is awful because I drink. Then it's hard to dive into sobriety and get these amazing benefits because say you do drink the way that you drank, but you don't necessarily have depression. So you feel just kind of shitty Monday through Wednesday, but it's not like a big deal. It's just like, I know it's kind of slow. I'm tired. Then there's really, I don't want to say no reason, but it's, it's like harder for you to justify the, to like, it's probably harder to like detect too. Yes, exactly. Detect. That would be the, that's what I was trying to say. It's harder to detect like, Oh, wow. This is why I feel shitty. Whereas when, when you have like actual real life issues like anxiety, depression, panic, these things that are like, wow, when I drink, this is worse. Like I'm starting to understand this correlation. It's almost like, like Steve-O said it best. He was like, my, the best thing that happened to me was that my drinking was so bad that I either had to quit or I had to die one or the other. And I had to make that decision. He's like, if I would have been like, you know, rock star status where I kind of could have kept pushing through and -hmm. like, that's my job, like he was for a while, then he's almost getting paid to drink and he can keep doing that. That's a bad spot to be in. But yeah, I I think that like you almost need it to be so impactful on your life that, that you kind of don't have a choice in a way, you know what I mean? Or you realize like my life is going to be way worse if I drink. Yeah. And what's crazy is (laughs) I feel like I, I've said this before, like, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast or just on the TikTok, but I didn't connect the dots for such a long time. Like I really, for real had no idea that my mental struggle in the beginning of every week I had no idea that had to do with the drinking that I had done on Friday or Saturday night I like, didn't that either. just wasn't I think you're just okay yeah like okay that, yeah I didn't either so like it's I don't know I it's weird that I just all of a sudden had that time in September of last year when 
okay, it was like probably like one of these days. Like, I don't know if it was exactly a year ago today or anything like that, but like right around this time last year, that's when it almost felt random, which maybe it wasn't, but that's when I started to have these thoughts of, man, does my, does my drinking have an effect on my depression or am I just depressed? Like, I can't, I, I would, I was having a hard time. Like, I don't know if it was like the chicken or the egg, basically. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know which, like which domino effect was happening, but that's why, again, just like our pages are important because the amount of times I'll get comments of like, it wasn't until I saw this video of yours that something clicked in my head of like, maybe, maybe I'm doing this to myself. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy because especially if you're an everyday drinker, you really don't have the data points at all to, to know like, Oh, I'm anxious when I do this because you do it every <laughs> night, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you have I'm no, just an anxious person or just, I had no clue. I, I seriously just thought I was, and I am an anxious person. Like, I don't want to downplay that, but I'm not a panic person. And I was becoming a panic person where I remember standing in line at, at the bank or coffee shops and my body would kind of start shaking. Like I was just so nervous and panicky mm-hmm. like but it was really just my my body with my my chemistry was all fucked up like I'm not I'm an anxious person but like I'm a pretty social person too like I like to think I can be in any social situation and more than hold my hold my own you know so for me to be at a point where I'm I'm in line talking to nobody fucking shaking because I have to talk to a barista like weird place to be very weird place to be and yeah it's just I I didn't have that I don't think that I I understood that or connected these dots till I was like 28 I'm 29 Mm -hmm. now almost 30 I don't think I connected those dots till I was 28 like I just I didn't think I I literally thought that alcohol was the only reason that I could get through the day not that it was causing my panic. Yeah, I think that um, with me, it was like, okay, I have depression, but I don't have, I have depression that if I, if I am not taking the right steps, it can get to the point of me being debilitated. I can't work. I can't socialize. I'm, I'm just barely hanging on. But if I am taking care of myself, again, like, I don't want to downplay my depression. It's still there. It's still very much so part of my reality, but it's not to the point where I'm debilitated. It's not to the point where it's something that I can manage and I can control as long as I'm a taking my medication and b not drinking like those those things things, don't go together either. Right. Like, which why that might have to be a whole Cause you're not Absolutely. letting your medicine work. If you're, you are literally not giving your medicine a chance to work to its full potential. It's just impossible because you're, cause the medicine is assuming that I hope I'm saying this correctly. I'm not a scientist, but like, it's assuming that you're in homeostasis. Like it's assuming that your body is like 
you know, somewhat balanced in terms of the fact of like another substance isn't taking over. Yeah. So it's try it's going to try to work with those. You have obviously some type of chemical imbalance because you're like super overly anxious or you're super overly depressed, but that's what it thinks it's working with. And it's like, no, but if you're throwing a whole nother substance in that equation, then yeah, it doesn't have a fighting chance to help you out, dude. Like you're not giving it the environment that it needs to work. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the mental health drinking correlation should definitely be an episode that we, that we have because uh, I won't say her name just because like, I don't like, I don't, like she made a video about it, but I just don't want to say it unless she wants us to, but like saw someone that we, we both know, like made a video saying like, she thought she might've been bipolar before she quit drinking. And then she was like, Oh my gosh. Like I just drinking was doing that to me. Mm -hmm. Drinking was making me feel that way. And, and that's just like, that's just so true. And from my experience of quitting drinking is like, I, I thought I had this, this issue, but really I was just making myself have this issue because my body was so out of whack. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do an episode on that, but there was an example that I wanted to, to go back to where you said like, why are we the ones that, that are kind of looked at strange when we don't want to drink? I think because it's so normal and ingrained into society and all of that i think it's almost the same when this wave could be coming in the next five to ten years i don't know but i think it probably should as if someone told you like i don't have like if you were out and about and you're like hey can you look this up real quick and they're like i don't have a smartphone like (laughs) what look would you give them like that's kind of the same thing like I, and I'm being serious here. Like, I think that those two things no, this are is like a good point. almost equal in addiction where it's like, I feel like I would look at someone crazy if they didn't have a smartphone, but maybe they're just way more fucking enlightened than I am where they're like, yeah, like I, I was very attached to, to how people perceived me on Instagram and uh, comparing myself to people on TikTok and I couldn't put it down. So I just got a smartphone. Like, I, I could see that being something in the future, but I think that I would look at them the way that people look at me when I say I don't drink. So I'm trying to like not be judgmental to when, when people are like, whoa, you don't drink because maybe like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just an interesting like thought experiment. That's, that is such a good like comparison. I feel because that that's genuinely how I feel when when I do get a really, um, like I can tell right away, like, oh, I just communicated the fact that I'm sober. That fact for some reason is really making the person that I'm talking to (laughs) uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that I would probably, because then I'm thinking in my head, like if someone, okay, I'm in the scenario that you're describing. I just asked someone to look something up. They tell me they don't have a smartphone. And then in my head, I would be maybe, maybe thinking like, okay, well I need my smartphone because I need to get I need to get around to certain places and I don't know where I'm going. And my work emails are on my phone and I, now I'm, now I'm justifying all the reasons like, okay, well, yeah, smartphones probably aren't the most healthy thing, but I need it for all of these reasons. 
Oh yeah. Cause I when feel I was like that's telling like what you happened. that story. I was justifying it <laughs> in my head. I'm like, <laughs> no, I need it. Because, like I could never, but that just shows you how addicted I am to it as well. Like they're, I mean, I definitely feel like you see all these celebrities that are like their, their life is at a point where they can get rid of their smartphones because they have people around them and they're like, Oh, my life is way better now. <laughs> so I could see that becoming a thing. I mean, I think like our brains are just operating in these, these areas that they're not ready for like human evolution. The brain evolves, right? Like our brain now is different from uh, the cavemen. Like that's pretty obvious. However, the jump from like, you know, a thousand years ago to 200 years ago was pretty small, like in all honesty, but the jump from, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we didn't even have smartphones, we literally didn't have smartphones 12 years ago, 13 years ago, to now where everything is just insane. That's like Mm -hmm. an evolution that our brain can't keep up with. Like, seriously, the wheel was invented. And then like, you know, a couple hundred years later, they're like, holy crap, like we can put handles on the wheel and like push it. You know, like that's crazy. Now it's a wheelbarrow. Like, holy shit, that took 300 years. Now we're like coming up with the craziest shit every year. And our brains like aren't such a small amount of time. Yeah. And then you throw anything else in that, you know, drinking, sex, any addiction you might have. And it's just like, just chaos going on up there. Well, and like, that's, you know, I would argue that aside from like, okay, so drinking was obviously a problem in my life. I would argue that over THC, nicotine, caffeine, I would say my phone is probably the next biggest problem that I have. Yeah, I hate too. how much time I spend on my phone. It, it bugs me so bad. Like I can feel, oh my God, the worst feeling is I can feel myself wanting to put my phone down and I can't I know what you mean I know what you mean oh my god that's so scary like I'll be watching Netflix and I'll like put it down and like half a second later pick it up you know the worst you know the worst memory yeah it is yesterday I was watching this one this moment freaked me out because I'm like (laughs) this is not good I was watching (laughs) football on my tv right? Okay. Watching football. I was watching another game on my laptop and then I was scrolling TikTok. I was like, holy screens, three screens. And like, what, like, I don't know how my brain was even, or if it was processing any of it. Like I was just like, what am I? I remember my dad walked in on me once when I was like, scrolling and like watching a game and he was like he just goes no wonder you have anxiety and he just kept walking (laughs) i was like seriously shit (laughs) i just thought that was such a good call out like i never thought about it before oh my god yeah i mean i don't think i'd be able to 
defend myself at all. If someone tried to be like, yeah, you're addicted to your phone. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Do you know what your screen time is? Uh, last, I just got the notification cause it's Sunday. Uh, last week it went down a certain percentage. I don't know how much it was saying that I spent six hours and 50 minutes. That's about but, where I'm at. I hang around that like eight hour mark. Although the eight hour though weeks are when I know, like I, I know I had a bad, a bad week is when yeah, it's I don't like around being, the eight hour mark. I don't like being around that. I, I was really conscious of it a couple months ago and I got it down to like 240 a week or like 240 <sighs> per day for oh, like wow. a couple of weeks. Yeah. That felt good. That felt good. That's when I was like not picking up my phone in the mornings for like a couple hours. And that was weird. That's how I know I'm addicted is because I grab it first thing when I wake up. Well, our alarm is on it, right? Like the alarm goes off. And so you pick up the phone and then it's already in your hand. And like, yeah, Uh. I can, I can, I've thought about this too, where it's like, well, what if I get an alarm clock? And then like my, I was like, well, I'm, it might not work. Like I know my phone works. Like what this alarm mm-hmm. clock might not work. Plus now there's a bright light beside my bed. Like I literally bought an alarm clock last year and the light is so fucking bright that <laughs> I can't sleep because the light's <laughs> shining and you can't dim it. So it's just like, there's so... <laughs> The justification for the phone just like comes, comes in so strong, but yeah. Well, I would argue that there will be one day where maybe people identify as sober and they're talking about their addiction from their phone. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, and yeah, that was, we kind of got off on a tangent there, but that's, I really do think like the way that people look at us for being sober could be the way, like, I, I, I try and understand why that they think about it that way and I, I just think it's an addiction that you know is, is is kind of underlooked right now but it does seem like sobriety like I swear everywhere I look it seems like it's gaining traction like alcohol sobriety I think 100% and I think that's why it's important that we're kind of thinking of these new these new labels that are maybe didn't even exist five years ago like alcohol free like sober ish um, I still don't really understand what Cali sober is exactly. I think it's just weed. I think you just smoke weed. Think so. I think. Okay. I don't know. Well, I've heard also that it means like you just don't drink hard alcohol. Like you drink uh, beer and wine. Yeah. I don't which I'm like. Know. Yeah. Right. I have sober. no idea. But that just goes to show, like, even when it comes to these these new things that are going to probably one day have definitions if they do have definitions right now they're probably just on like urban dictionary um but even then like it's just so specific to the person and I don't you know I'm not trying to because what what happened with me was when I you know came out as sober on my social media my personal social media accounts when I hit my three-month mark I did have family members approaching my mom being like, so how bad was it? Yeah. So tell me, so tell me about how bad. And my mom was like, it, like, it wasn't what, <laughs> like, yeah. she just, she just doesn't, she doesn't like the way it makes her feel. But the reason why I like using the word sober is because it hasn't, 
it's not that I just don't like to drink. I do like to drink. I, that, that was yeah. something that I enjoyed. I didn't like the way that it made me feel. So I had, I felt the need that I needed to stop, but I need, I, I need to have self-control when I go out. It's not just like a thing that it's not like THC with me. Whereas like, there are just some days where it just like straight up does not interest me at all. And right. I, I don't, it, it's not like I'm like mentally making this decision of like, even though I want to, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Whereas that's how I feel about alcohol. There are points in time where I want to, it's just my will to say no is stronger. And that's why I feel like sober fits me best. Yeah. I get that. Cause like some people just don't drink and that's like right. nothing they've ever been interested in. And uh, so I get, I get that. Um, but hopefully, you know, 10 years down the road, it's just like not a big deal in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I think people will always struggle with getting sober, I think that will for sure always be a thing, but I yeah. hope that it's not like, I guess I do. Well, I don't know. Like I no, I do. I do hope it's not a big deal. Um, but I also just kind of love like the, the connection that sober people have right now, because it's like, I know a secret that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which, That's so which true. is, which is not fair. Like I want everybody to know, to know this secret, but it's also like, we know a small band right now. That's like about to explode, but like, we also get to hang out with them backstage right now because they haven't blown yet. That's kind yes. of what feels like. why is that? That is such a good explanation. <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like right now. So our band is about to blow up and we know it. Like we know they just signed with, with Warner and we're like, Oh man. We're like, we're the first, we're the first ones. We're the first ones. I hope they don't change. I hope they don't start yeah. going mainstream. <laughs> oh, they always go mainstream. I know. But yeah, that's that's like, I don't know. I, I hope in a, you know, and I think it's moving fast. I think it's moving fast. Like, oh, there's a possum outside. Just rolling down the street. Uh, <laughs> I think that five years ago sobriety wasn't even on my radar i never saw a single video about it i never saw anyone posting about being sober on facebook like all of that was was just not a thing so five years from now 10 years from now i think i think the space is going to become very interesting and and like i'm curious to see what sobriety looks like in 10 years and, and how people label themselves and how family members react and how like what events look like i'm very curious on what's what events look like because there's starting to be a lot of sober events in the cities not like where i'm from necessarily but like you new york la like oh my my month of september is already it's already full of events with my yes and i was looking forward to september being like kind of chill but for some reason like whenever you know, cause I have a lot of friends that run sobriety accounts mm-hmm. on whether that be Instagram or TikTok. Um, and I don't know what it is, but like, I just feel like I have to be there. I just feel like it's like, if I don't go, it's a missed opportunity to yeah. meet some really cool people, do some really cool shit that I've never done before. Um, and for my listeners, I'll be posting about some, some of these events that I'll be going to that are 
in Chicago, if we have any listeners in Chicago. Hey, they're my listeners um, too. <laughs> sorry, our listeners. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes down. And I think that as time goes on, people are really going to realize that this community is not just for the folks that use one word to describe themselves. It's going to be 15, 30, you know, 50 different ways that people identify themselves. But yeah, the sobriety community is going to be like this place that, you know, people feel like they they fit in, even if they don't identify as the person next to them. Yeah, I'm excited. Like the same you're, way. you're early on in the Chicago scene, I'm sure. So like you're kind of, you know, even if you're not hosting the events, I feel like your consistency is kind of like building them, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. I know I told you like I want to kind of start something in KC, but I didn't really know how to do it or anything. The universe was at work. Um, we got a lead, like I'm in software sales. So we got a lead at work last month and like my work bestie, she was like, Hey, this, she got the lead. And she was like, Hey, this is a sobriety company. Like I'm going to give them to you. And I was like, Oh, thank you. So like I worked this deal and I closed it. Um, and the company, I won't say their name, but the company, what they do is they work nationwide by organizing like physical activity and like all these sober communities for people and they don't have a Kansas city host. So like the see it, like the, my, my point of contact I was working with was like, yeah, like we can get you rolling to where you're the Kansas city guy. Blazing. This is so cool. <laughs> how did you not, how are you bringing this up at the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of it. I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> um, been a stressful week stressful week and a month is always stressful for my industry um but yeah like super cool and i like yeah i'm I'm kind of gonna start that process and see what it looks like and it would just be cool to to not only like go to events but kind of like be proud of oh i i played a part in starting this scene in kansas city i think that could be really cool that sounds amazing. Yeah. Universe at work, right? Like, Oh, it knows. It, it knows. knows what you need. You just have to, you just have to open up yourself to, you know, accepting it basically. Yeah. I know. See, like I can't run from that opportunity. I, I, you're right. I, cause there's, there's a lot of hesitancy in me because I'm like making up all these excuses, you know, what if, and I feel bad saying this, I'm going to say it because I think that it's important because it shows that I stereotype, even though I'm sober. So like, I just think it's good to keep in mind. I've had the thought of like, what if the type of sober people that show up aren't the kind of sober people? Like, do do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. Like I'm almost thinking like, oh, what if they're alcohol? Like I'm being the judgmental one. Um, The sober community is the, the sober community is a judgmental place. Yeah. I know I, I don't want to be that way, but I'm, th- I'm having those thoughts where it's like, well, what if it's not the type of sober people I want to show up or, or, but I, but that's, I went and got, yeah. Like 
I connected with someone on Friday who I never would have connected with outside of if I was like getting a tattoo, right? Like my tattoo artist. I just probably wouldn't have connected with her unless like we were forced to sit there for two hours and we had like awesome conversation. And it's like, you don't know who you're going to connect with, who you're not going to connect with. Exactly. And I think that you're, you're human. We have preconceived and, you know, we have judgments that are going to just naturally happen, but, and I kind of felt, you know, the same way when I first started going to these events is like, am I going to meet the the same type of sober person that I am? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no, I didn't, but these people are incredible. They're, they've yeah. changed my life. They're amazing. They, we, our paths, our journeys look nothing alike. They do not look even remotely the same, but sobriety brought us together and I vibe with these people a lot. And, and if I just saw their, their story on paper, I wouldn't have thought that you don't, you don't know until you're in the same room as the person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what a great, if you can really get to that spot where, you know, I feel like there's some famous podcasters that are really getting to that spot where they, you just see them with someone. You're like those two, like, what a weird fucking combo. And they're like, dude, at the end of the episode, they're like, I love you, bro. Like I love and that. Yeah. It's just like, wow, these connection is just like such a beautiful thing if you allow it to happen. But I, I feel like me and other people have walls up where, you know, I, I truly think a lot of it comes from me being in sports growing up too. Right. Like when I grew up, I was a basketball player and we traveled and it was live, breathe basketball year round. And when you grow up in that culture, I feel like it's kind of a judgmental culture. It used to be, I've heard it's Mm -hmm. way different now because like basketball players are artists and they're like expressing themselves now a lot more. But um, back when I did it, it was like, you were kind of the jock and everything depended on you looking and being and playing cool. Your, Your sneakers, your swag on the court, your, the way that you walked. I remember like you would like walk slow, like back, like everything was about being cool. So to mm-hmm. ever like think about associating yourself with someone that didn't look cool or like look the way that basketball cool was, it was just out of the question. Like, I'm not going to associate myself with them. So I think there's like some sort of like walls built up in me where I, I struggle like, I'm getting way better. I don't want you to think like I'm high school blazing level of this, but I just, there's still some sort of wall where I'm like, I want to get the sobriety community, but I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't, I want them to be like cool people. (laughs) Right. Right. And like, they might just be cool in their own way that I could still connect with. Exactly. And that's, you know, sobriety has at least, you know, taught me that just like, things aren't as they, they seem. Okay. Like on the, on the outside, my drinking didn't look like a problem to a lot of people because I was only drinking once a week. Little did they know it was the biggest problem in my life at that time. (laughs) So it just, it just go, it just goes to show that like, okay, you, you know, me going to these events thinking like, am I going to meet the same type of, 
I was basically saying, I want to meet people that have the same exact story that I do. That's who I want to meet. And it's like, little did I know, like, A, I, that wasn't about to just happen. I was about to meet people that have all different types of backstories. And B, that's boring as hell. If I was about to just meet people that have the same, that what humans are meant to be complicated and different and unique. And you're supposed to learn something from the people that you interact with. And you're not going to learn anything from people that have the same exact backstory as you. And so I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, kind of forced myself out of my comfort zone when it came to these, these events, because I, I mean, like, I love these women so much and like, they're, I'm planning a, a little like party at my place for when I hit my one year and like, they're just all like, I can just tell they're all so genuinely excited for me. And it's just, it's just, it's so wholesome. Like it's just so wholesome. And like it, I I feel the genuine. Yeah. It's true. It feels like truth. I know that sounds weird, but it just feels like truth. And it's raw. It's like emotional. It's true. It's whole. It's like, it's like being a kid again. And like when you're literally a kid, everything is so wholesome. That's like, yeah, it, it's, I, I like you saying like you're women too. That kind of made me think like, I want to, I want to do a lot of things, but like, I do kind of feel like men. And I didn't even think about this when I first got sober. I'm like only just starting to realize it. And we've kind of talked about how the majority of like my followers, your followers are women. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder like what, if there's going to be like a hesitancy for young men to get sober or if there'll be like more of a stereotype because Saturdays are for the boys, like all that stuff, you know, I wonder, I just, I'm curious if that'll be like lagging behind sober women. Um, or if you've seen like young men in the Chicago scene or if like, you don't know many sober men at all, like what's, what's your experience been there? It's, it's pretty rare that we have men join these events and like sometimes things are um advertised like specifically for sober women but I have been to events that were not advertised specifically just for women but only women showed so I think that you're onto something there because I think that might be a part of the community that really needs like a voice and an advocate because I don't think that there I don't think that there's a huge presence with that right now especially with like young, young men. Yeah. it's interesting too, because like there are sober role models, I feel like for them to look up to when it comes to, you know, celebrities or whatever, cause there's, you know, I, I don't know exact, like I, I could tell you, but like, I'll, I would say 80, I'll say 50% of comics and podcasters are sober. Like that's for sure. They're the sobriety thing is big with them. I know there's some like Kid Cudi sober, um, you know, there's a lot of like rappers, Kendrick Lamar is sober, Eminem is sober, um, Macklemore. 50 Cent, Macklemore, a lot of these artists are sober. So it's like, I do feel like it's, it's there for them to, to see and stuff. But even when I was just saying that I was like, well, what was Macklemore's problem? What was 50 Cent's problem? What was Kendrick's like? I, my brain went to like, something's gotta be real bad. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it'll be curious to see how that develop or I'll be curious to see how that develops as well. So I guess what we maybe, well, at least what I want to end with is just like the labels, a like use the labels that make you the most comfortable because it's your it's your journey. It's your relationship with whatever thing that you're talking about. So like, it's going to be unique to you. Um, but also just like, try not to let them get in the way. Like these labels are like, they're, they're just words. Like you don't know, just because someone identifies as an alcoholic doesn't mean I'm not gonna, I'm not going to find like pieces of their their story that I relate to because there, I probably will. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, kind of just with anything like my, my takeaway or my conclusion would be, let it mean what it mean. Let it mean what it means to you. And like, yeah, there's really no reason to get worked up, worked up over someone else's definition. Even if it bothers you, you know, even if someone's like, I'm sober, but they drink beer, fucking let them do their, like, do I agree with it's it? It's their Probably thing. Not. Probably not, yeah. but, but like, it's their thing. Yeah. If, 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 you know, weed is what was taking them under then like, and they're sober from weed, they drink beer, like, cool. Good for you. You know, I, one of the best dudes I know in my life says he's sober and he's just, he, what he means by that is sober from sexual like urges and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, seriously, one of the best, nicest, coolest guys I know. So like what it is to him is cool what it is to me is cool we'll we'll all be all right we should just all be supportive and and that's my spiel love it (laughs) cool another off-topic episode but i love it (laughs) i feel like we kind of did better this time maybe i don't know it's all right it's all good all right well gotta go help my buddy move thank you guys for listening we'll talk next week later bye